Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. I'm Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the dynamic Joe Fordyce. And Joe, we got some emergency news to talk about here. Uh, the Flyers made a trade just under the wire. Um, on Saturday, they acquired top pair defenseman Ryan Ellis, and they sent Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick to the Predators. And then the Predators ended up flipping Patrick to the Golden Knights for Cody Glass. So the Flyers part ways with Myers and Patrick, and they get their top pair defenseman, Ryan Ellis, from the Predators. Big news uh, right before the NHL trade freeze and waiver freeze that was going to go into effect at 3 p.m. Eastern time for the expansion draft. And what happens there is only teams can negotiate deals with the Kraken. Um, there will be no more trades up until July 22nd, the day after the expansion draft. So the Flyers got it in just in time, a really big move, um, and kind of a kickstarter to this all season, a big kickstarter. Joe, what was your overall reaction to the trade? Um, so the phone starts buzzing, and I, and I see some texts from people that, you know, asking me whether Ryan Ellis is good, um, just some people that don't know. And – um, I, I will say at first I was a little, I was taken aback by what the Flyers gave up, not necessarily in the players individually, but in the amount. Um, but then when I thought about it, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I am not, I have not been in the Nolan Patrick corner so much. Um, and I know he's dealt with some, a lot of adversity, um, with injuries. And I mean, that pretty much started in his, in his rookie season. I mean, this, the guy hasn't had a a real healthy season yet. So that certainly contributes to it, but I never got the, the, there was nothing that said to me that, that he was going to uh, get better. I, I just, I didn't see it. And um, so I had no problem with that. Myers, I was taken aback, not because of my personal feelings about Myers, more so I thought the Flyers would have Myers on a borderline, almost untouchable list. I would not. I thought they did, but apparently not. So, and, you know, as far as Ryan Ellis, I, when you look at his, you know, he played with Roman Yossi in Nashville. And Roman Yossi gets a lot of the attention for the guys on the blue line with that team. So I feel like anybody that's not Roman Yossi is almost going to be underrated with that National Predators team. And I feel like that's the case with Ellis. And, you know, I get it. You're trading two younger players for a guy who's 30. But I, I, really, see, I really see this as a significant upgrade. Um, and I also think, and listening to Chuck Fletcher today, I think, it's not their only move defense defense wise. I think it's a start. Um, you know, I could definitely see them losing a Shane Gostas pair, I guess, potentially Justin Braun in a, in a, uh, in the expansion draft, but I, I feel like this is a start and um, yeah, it's maybe Ellis isn't, isn't a name like Seth Jones. He's not a, um, He's not going to get everybody going crazy. Like, I can't believe they got this number one defenseman. 
but he's a solid defenseman and he could be a number one and he's a need in the fact that he's a right defenseman and the Flyers need that. And so I, I think it's a great move all around. And I just, I don't sense that they're going to miss Myers or Patrick that much. Um, I, I just, I feel like watching Phil last year, he, great skater, probably the best skater on the team. But I felt like he made mistakes that were not NHL defensemen mistakes. They were more uh, AHL defensemen mistakes. And, you know, of course, that can improve. And hopefully for Phil, he's a nice guy. I hope it happens for him. And I hope he excels there in Nashville. Um, and maybe there was a little too much pressure due to the lack of flyers and how bad they were on the blue line last year. Maybe too much pressure was put on Phil Myers for this point in his career. But again, I, I, I think it's a great move. I, I really don't have much negative to say about this move. And I don't, I mean, it, he's 30. It's not like he's 38. They were acquired a 30 year old defenseman. And I, I really think this is a solid move and helps their defense score immensely. And obviously this is, there's more to come to round out that defense score. But for a team that went into the offseason with defensemen as a priority and cutting down on those goals allowed, which were their, you know, kryptonite last year, they're any team's kryptonite, but this team in particular and how many they gave up, the alarming stats that came out, you know, throughout the whole season last year, I think this is a, a, a fantastic way to start the offseason. Yeah, and Chuck Fletcher mentioned uh, in his press conference with uh, reporters that, uh, in order to get a Ryan Ellis, you have to give things up. Uh, you have to give to get, and that is the truth. And I think what the Flyers liked about this was that they weren't giving up any draft picks uh, and they weren't giving up any prospects. They do give up two younger players, but two younger players that haven't established themselves yet, uh, that, that could still happen down the line. But two younger players that aren't weren't playing massive roles yet on the team, and again, the Flyers didn't have to really sacrifice any assets on their farm or draft picks um so that was i think attractive to the flyers but chuck fletcher did mention he still believes in nolan patrick he still thinks nolan patrick can write write his nhl story um and be a player he thinks philip myers is going to be a really good defenseman in the league one day um but the flyers had a gaping gaping hole on their top pair and you just don't you're not going to win in this league um when you have a hole on your top pair defense uh teams are built around Depth on the back end and really good goaltending. And the Flyers just didn't have that last season. They had a huge hole because of Matt Niskanen. And here they get a guy um, in very much – he plays a role very similar to Matt Niskanen in, in the sense that he can play on the power play. He can kill penalties. He's going to eat up minutes. Uh, and he's going to be a good influence. And, and for maybe for those that are worried about the age and maybe an older player, he is only 30, like you said, Joe. Unless when they got Matt Niskanen in 2019-20, Matt Niskanen was even older than Ryan Ellis, and we saw how effective he could be at the tail end of his career. Um, so th I, I think the concerns about his age are um, a little premature. Uh, if anything, Joe, maybe there's some concern about his injury history. He was hurt last season. He has dealt with injuries throughout his career. So that will be something that we will have to keep an eye on. How, how will injuries um, – play a factor in this, the deeming of this trade, whether it's a success or a failure, uh, that, that is going to come down the line. You can't really judge it uh, that, that way yet. 
Uh, but we'll see. We'll see how Ryan Hells uh, holds up health-wise. He missed all of March last season, ended up having surgery on an upper body injury. But, Joe, he was very good down the stretch, and he was very good in the playoffs, and he can really eat up minutes. And I looked it up over the last six seasons. He has the fourth-best plus-minus rating among all NHL defensemen behind only McDonough, Hedman, and Chara. And you can make Those names aren't bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad company to be in. And, you know, I mean, he's second, he was second on Nashville behind uh, Roman Yossi in minutes. Mm-hmm. And Roman Yossi is one of the top minutes eaters in this entire league. So, yeah. you know, anytime you're in that neighborhood and you've established it for a long period of time, that's, that, that is, a, a valuable asset. You mentioned he can play both special teams. Um, and, you know, it, it's – he puts up points. He's defensively sound. You mentioned the plus minus. Um, I really don't see much not to like. You did mention the in- injury history. And I would say that I don't know how many players are available, whether it be trade, free agency, that don't have something or some sort of something on their record, you know. Um, guys get hurt. It, it happens. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're not going to find a guy that's pristine Iron Man um, and great at everything because if, if you had that, that guy wouldn't be available. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and like, like you said, like it's hockey. Guys get hurt. Um, we will truly see if his body starts breaking down. I'm not saying it is. But that would be something, a sign of age, where his body's breaking down. But in hockey, fluke injuries happen. Things happen. It's a physical sport. Um, Guys get injured. And uh, that's what Chuck Fletcher mentioned. He said you can't predict injuries. Uh, So, you know, he's not going to go out. Chuck Fletcher wasn't going to go out and say, yes, Ryan Ellis is going to play 82 games next season. But um, they don't have a serious concern about his health or his age. They like it. They think his cap hit is manageable. He's under contract for the next six seasons. Uh, with a cap hit, I believe, of $6.25 million. So that, that is certainly manageable. Um, and, Joe, I really think when it came down to it, they didn't want to, you know, give up young players. Uh, they Chuck Fletcher even said they weren't looking to move Philip Myers and Nolan Patrick, but when you negotiate a trade for a top-pair defenseman, you have to give something up. And teams like young talent uh, with upside, and Nolan Patrick and Philip Myers are still young, and they still have upside. But I think what the Flyers thought was, hey, Nolan Patrick went through a hellish year in 2019-20 with the migraine disorder. He really struggled this season in 2020-21. Um, so there's upside there. And, uh, and, and, and it's a guy that I think they thought didn't have a major role on their team last year. And it was a good trade chip. And uh, you know what? Before you maybe let Nolan Patrick play out his career and maybe things don't pan out for him, you, you can get something for him. And then with Philip Myers, uh, they have two young defensemen waiting in the wings in Igor Zamola and Cam York. And I think that made it – it softened the blow a little bit on giving up a guy like Philip Myers. At the end of the day, he was an undrafted guy who developed and became a touted prospect. But, uh, again, you have depth uh, in your prospect group, and you really had a gaping hole. So you had to give something up to get something um, – Joe, what did you think of the loss about Myers and Patrick and kind of how that plays into the Flyers' plans going into next season? Well, the, the Patrick thing is more interesting to me because now that that leaves another forward that can likely be protected in the expansion draft. 
And I'm curious to see who that's going to be, because I, it seemed like conventional wisdom said that Nolan Patrick was going to be a protected forward uh, in this expan upcoming expansion draft. Um, so, you know, that, that, that leaves some intrigue for me. Um, to me, I think the defense, the, 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 the defense core and the loss of Phil Myers is that is, to me, that's still a puzzle that's kind of spread out on the table. You have like this pocket over here that maybe now the pieces are together, but you still have a bunch of the puzzle over here that's not put together. Another piece of that puzzle is, are they going to lose somebody in the expansion draft? And I think the first name that comes to everybody's mind is Shane Gossespair. Um, we've talked about that plenty on this podcast. So it remains to be seen. And then you have some second tier guys that are available free agency wise uh, in the as far as defensemen, like an Alex Goligoski. But I mean, that I, I think this, this move allows for them to upgrade in smaller ways, lower down the lineup in the defense core. And, you know, I really feel like that's, that is a big deal because it can't just be about one move. And I asked Chuck Fletcher about that today and he made it sound like they're there. I mean, they're not by no means is this a, okay, we fixed the defense problem. This is not that their problems were way too big last year for one guy to fix them. So they will still be, you know, I think they'll still be very active in, in, in upgrading that defense core. Of course, what we'll to see, um, if any mainstays have to be replaced, given the expansion draft coming up this week. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Flyers Talk is brought to you by Great Railing. Stop into Great Railing for the highest quality and lowest prices on all your railing, decking, and fencing needs. Indeed, Joe, the Flyers are certainly not done. There's no way uh, Chuck Fletcher admitted. He says they're going to look at every single avenue to get better. Um, there's a good chance they're still adding on the back end. There's a very good chance they could add it forward. Um, so, yeah, still a lot to be done. And uh, we haven't even had the expansion draft yet, which was really, in uh, many people's minds, the kickstarter to the offseason. But some teams were scrambling to get in trades and to maneuver things before they put in that protected list for the expansion draft. The Flyers will have to adjust that protected list now. Uh, Nolan Patrick was certainly a guy that was almost almost definitely going to be protected. Now that opens up a spot for James Van Riemsdyk to potentially get protected. I think that's the route the Flyers are probably going to go, and that's a big save for the Flyers. That's the guy that was tied for your team lead in points last season, still very productive, um, and a big-time goal scorer. And then now with Philip Myers, 
out, Ryan Ellis will slide into that spot and be protected on that list. So a lot can still change. Joe, in your mind, um, is there any doubt where you're thinking maybe it's not James Van Reems like protected? Uh, could it be someone else? I think it's just clear cut that uh, Nolan Patrick was going to be protected. And that was something the Flyers couldn't, they couldn't leave Nolan Patrick unprotected. That's too valuable of an asset, just like Myers as well. Two younger guys, you just don't like to give up on young talent for nothing. Uh, teams hate doing that. Obviously, you saw what young talent can get. It can get a guy like Ryan Ellis on your blue line. So teams don't like to give up young talent. They were going to have to protect Nolan Patrick, and that meant sacrificing a guy like James Van Riemsdyk or a guy like Jacob Voracek, two guys that were tied for your team lead in scoring. Uh, do you have any doubt that maybe it's not JVR that's going to be protected uh, in the expansion draft? I don't. Uh, I mean, to me, you, you know, we see, we see the hot streaks that JVR gets on, and when he gets in that goal-scoring zone, I mean, there, there's not a lot of players in the league that pile up that amount of goals during the hot streak. Now, you can, some can argue he's a little bit of a one-trick pony. I mean, he, he's a, a power play goal scorer. He gets in front of the net. He causes problems. And, you know, that – but the thing is, the one trick is a really valuable trick. And I think – that the Flyers need to, I think they really need to, um, you know, to, to make sure that happens. They need, they need that goal scoring in there. They need the disruptor on the power play, a guy that's just going to park in front of the net and cause all kinds of problems. And, you know, Ryan Ellis can throw pucks at the net and Ivan Provorov can throw pucks at the net and, you know, whoever else this team ends up with, um, you know, on the blue line, we'll have that big piece in front to just put the puck on net. And with JVR in front of the net, a lot of good things happen. And we've seen that, you know, we saw that a lot of, a lot over the past, um, throughout his career, but over the past few seasons with the Flyers since he, uh, since he returned. Yeah. And losing James and Reamsdyke for nothing would sting. It would sting. He's a valuable player still. And if you have him next season and say things don't go well over the next couple of seasons, that's a good trade chip. It's a guy that teams are going to value a veteran like James Van Riemsdyk contending teams. So that's a nice little thing to kind of have in your holster for if things don't go well and the Flyers need to adjust and possibly shed cap, shed talent, and start maybe looking uh, toward the future. Uh, James Van Riemsdyk is a guy that's, you know, teams are going to like. So that could have gone into the plans too of, hey, now we can protect JVR, uh, not worry about losing him for nothing in the expansion draft. My only thought would be maybe they still want to shed cap in that expansion draft and they still make JVR available. You could, you could free up $7 million in cap space and then maybe they protect Nicholas Albee Kubel instead. But I, I just don't think they're going to do that. I would think JVR is going to be protected, but we will see. The protected lists were due at 5 p.m. Eastern time on Saturday, the same day of this trade. Uh, and we will find out the protected list on Sunday around the morning time. Uh, they're supposed to be distributed to the Kraken uh, around 10 a.m. and the other clubs. Uh, so the public should know those protected lists uh, sometime Sunday morning. So we'll see who the Flyers protect now instead. But, Joe, overall, do you think this was a good trade? I, we already talked about it, but let's kind of close things out here. Good trade, good day for the Flyers in your mind. Absolutely. Um, and, and, again, I, I'll go back to the, the idea that this is a move for the top of the lineup. 
And I think it's a move that allows you now to make some smaller improvements lower in the lineup on defense. Um, I mentioned earlier Alex Skolagoski, Tyson Barry's a free agent. These guys are veterans that have been in the league for a while and have played solid roles. And much like the Flyers brought in Justin Braun a few years ago for veteran leadership, some of these guys could provide that. And they're little, you know, they're lower tier free agents. So I don't think they're going to cost you a ton. So I think the Flyers definitely still have plenty of room to make moves with their decor and, and quite frankly, reshape it. And um, Chuck Fletcher acknowledged that some of the guys that are returning, they have to be better. I mean, and right now, I mean, that Travis Sanheim is the guy that comes to mind. Ivan Provorov, obviously, too. Um, those are the two guys, you know, that will definitely be returning. And they need to be better. And then, you know, with Ellis in the fold now, we'll see who else they add to this to this decor and, you know, what they come back with. But um, it's good to see that they went into the offseason saying that their priority was defense and cutting down on those goals allowed. And the first move they make is for a top defenseman. Um, and you have to like it. Yes, you parted with two young players, but, you know, in this league, you're not – people are not going to – teams are not going to hand you players like Ryan Ellis and not ask for something back, as Chuck Fletcher acknowledged today. And I, I, think, that, I think Chuck did the best he could with this move. And I think this move is a, is a great step in the right direction to, to kind of start their – player movement uh, part of the offseason. I agree, Joe. Overall, I think it was a good day for the Flyers and a good trade by the Flyers. They needed to fill that hole. Ryan Ellis is a really good player. He's a name. Um, he has experience. He has winning pedigree. Um, and he's going to impact the Flyers in all areas. And for all the clamor and pleading for a top pair defenseman, you have, in order to get those players, um, you have to give something up. And you have to utilize depth and you can't hang on to every prospect and every piece. And this was a, this was an example of that. Uh, Philip Myers, Nolan Patrick, two younger guys that haven't established themselves as NHLers yet. They have upside, uh, but you have to utilize that depth. And I think the Flyers did today in order to fill something, to fill a hole and get very, very better uh, next season and, and down the line. Uh, Ryan Ellis is under contract. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of good defensemen play into their early to mid 30s. Uh, so he's under contract for six years. So you get a player um, and, and you really improve your chances next season. So the Flyers utilized their depth. They got better. Um, we'll see how that plays out. You never know whether a trade is a win or a loss uh, until you give it time. But I think it was a good move by the Flyers. And I, I liked Chuck Fletcher's aggressiveness. Um, I don't get too caught up in people uh, demanding things from Chuck Fletcher and from the team. You can't always uh, – you can't always get too caught up in that and uh, and just make inflammatory reactionary moves. I don't think this is what it was. I think that's the Flyers knowing they had a hole um, and they had to be aggressive this offseason and they're doing it before the expansion drafts even held. Kudos to them. Good for them. Um, and, and they're going to look better now in the back end already before even free agency hits. So, and you know, there's, there's, there's this is kind of this mentality too where people, you mentioned about people kind of piling on and demanding things. The rest of the league knows the Flyers struggle too. Yeah. So it's not like the teams are going to line up and just say, hey, let, let's make you guys better. Yeah. They have their own stuff to worry about. So, you know, it, all these moves, like it's easy to spout off of they could do this and they could do that. But 
when it comes down to it, those moves aren't as easily made as everyone makes them sound. So let's just be patient and see what he does. And let's judge Chuck Fletcher on the moves he makes, not the moves that he could have made um, based on, you know, somebody just dreaming it up in a conversation with their friends. Yeah. Because those moves don't always make the teams win. You know, those, those aren't always the winning moves. I mean, you know, the, the term, the term uh, armchair quarterback, you know, referring mostly to football, but armchair quarterbacks are, aren't GMs, and there's a reason why. Indeed. And for those that were maybe big Nolan Patrick fans and wanted to see his career play out in Philadelphia, there's no doubt things had soured a little bit, <laughs> yet, like, let's be honest. And next season, he's going to be going into his technically his fifth year of being an NHLer. His first two seasons were in the 30-point range. Then he missed his third year because of the migraine disorder. And then last year was his fourth year. So this is his fifth year as an NHLer, and things just had not materialized yet. So you have to you have to judge that and evaluate that the best you can. And the fact is, there there is still intrigue in Nolan Patrick. Obviously, the Vegas Golden Knights liked him enough that they wanted to acquire him. Same with Nashville, obviously, to kind of kickstart that three-team trade. So... You have to value. You have to evaluate your assets. Nolan Patrick still had trade value, um, and we'll see uh, if if he becomes a player. Good for him. He's been through a lot, um, and he will have overcome a really difficult start to a career for a second overall pick. Um, and same with Philip Myers, an undrafted kid who made himself into a prospect, and uh, we'll see how uh, his career plays out. But you have to utilize your depth. You just have to, whether it's prospects, whether it's players on your roster. Um, whether it's veterans, you have to utilize it in order to fill holes. And the Flyers did that uh, on Saturday in this trade. But Joe Fordyce, thank you so much as always for chatting. Uh, it's fun that the offseason is already picking up. It's fun that we're doing this on a Saturday night. Um, it's fun that we're talking about these things because it means the offseason is picking up and the Flyers are changing and they're gearing up for a big season. We're going to have plenty more chatter on the Flyers Talk podcast as this offseason develops. But Joe, thank you so much as always. A big time, big time thank you to Ben Barry, our podcast producer, for doing this uh, on the fly. Big time thanks to him. And Flyers fans, as always, thank you for listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast presented by Great Railing. Wherever you get your podcasts, please rate and listen, and we cannot wait to talk to you next time.